in your Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Matthew, chapter 22. When everybody is milling, talking, singing, shaking hands, enjoying, stand up, fellas, stand up, stand up, we're getting ready to stand up. The fellowship and the unity is priceless. I don't know if during the times of singing a song, do you ever stop and really listen? Not to yourself. Though some of you ought to, because you know. And you think to yourself, this is nice. Everybody's singing. Everybody's enjoying one another. Everybody is laughing. It's a great, great time in the Anchor Baptist Church. I'm not really sure if I want to preach this message tonight, but I want you to see chapter 22 and verse number 37. I, I, I'm very cautious about our church right now. Here's the reason why. Everything's going so well. You as parents, you do that. What the kids are doing is way too quiet, right? There's noise of somebody screaming. He just slapped me. He stabbed me. Uh, they'll be okay. But when it gets quiet, it's like, okay, something's not right. You ever get that? You ever get that? You know what I'm talking about? I love it when it's this way. I stand up here a minute ago when Jordan Mullins, which is amazing, he, like his children now, were born at this church. You have to understand how that makes me feel that somebody that was born here, now all of his children are born here. And I watch him lead and sing, and I watch you respond, and I think to myself, this is really good. What a blessing it is if to nobody, to me, and I hope it is to you too, I hope that you pay attention to these times. They may not always be here, and they haven't always been here in the past. But when they are, you ought to relish it, Get the most out of it. I mean, milk it for everything it's worth. Remember it over and over again and think to yourself, do you remember that New Year's Eve when we were all together and saying, do you remember that? Boy, that was nice, wasn't it? And you need to just soak all that in because it doesn't always happen. And it doesn't always last. Now, that doesn't mean be so cautious we don't move out for God. That means appreciate what you have that God has given to you because there are tough days ahead, okay? Just remember the fellowship and the unity that we have now because you know what the devil's going to try to do. You've been taught, right? You've been taught that his job, if you would, is to tear apart everything God has designed. And one of it is the local church. And it is supposed to be done in unity, in love, preferring one another. And all of this cannot be put on. You cannot put on this. It won't work. Churches try, it doesn't work. It either becomes theatrical or it's dead no matter what they try to do. You cannot fake true unity and love for one another. It can't be faked. And so I'm watching all of this and I'm watching our little people down front there. And they're singing, Song of And I'm watching the older people in here singing too. I'm watching all of our young couples and your moms and dads in here. Listen to you sing. And just for a moment, I thought to myself, this is wonderful. 
service. All the packages I've talked to other people, and here's what they say. Preacher, I like that part of our church service. Do you understand the memories this is giving to our children? Now, um, who? Your, your granddaughter. Kennedy. Kennedy thinks that's why you come to church. Because every time she comes here, she gets something. But I'd rather have that than some other things that might come her way. Do you understand what's going on with your children and your family right now? How precious that this is. When you get ready to sit down for Christmas tree, dinner, whatever you have planned, before you turn on the football games and you start doing whatever it is you do, think about this. And whether you do it out loud or you do it within yourself, you really ought to just bow your head and thank God you and your family are a part of something like this. I cannot do this by myself. You cannot do it by yourself. And if we do not have a real heart for God, just going through the motions will not do it. Even if those motions are right motions, it will not produce everything God intended. Scripture. Look at verse number 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. I'm not going to go into it. I'm, I'm going to shorten this to a point. If we were to go to Malachi, I think I read some of that to you either Thursday night or this morning. We come to find out that the people there were giving offerings, sacrifices, raising holy hands to the Lord. All that's right. But the thing is, God said, I don't want it anymore. Don't offer that stuff to me. Does anybody remember why? Because their heart wasn't in it. They were doing right for right's sake. But other than that, it didn't mean a thing to them. I did what you had told me to do. Yeah, you did. I can't fuss with that. But you see here, he said, Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with, and the first thing he mentions all of your heart. So this is what I was thinking about tonight while you were singing. While we were laughing, the kids were running presents back and forth and uh, trying to figure out who's who, right? In this gigantic crowd. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Because at least tonight, everybody's heart is heading in the right direction. I don't care what other problems you have. Tonight, you had an opportunity, if you chose to, to put all that aside and enjoy what God has given us right here. We have to be careful about serving the Lord just because. There's nothing wrong with duty. Matter of fact, there's everything right with it. Duty. You do it because it's right. You do it because you're supposed to. You do it because God said. But God said on top of all that, you shall serve the Lord with all your heart. God said, I want your heart in this thing. I don't want you to just run through it because you're supposed to. I don't want you just to be able to say, nobody can say I've done anything wrong. Well, probably true. But the reason some people never really enjoy their church service 
even though they stand and sing, even though they pray, even though they teach Sunday school, even though they work a bus route, even though they work in the nursery, even though they do all these things, their heart's not there. And you can't figure out why you don't fit in and why you don't. You look around and watch other people and think, I don't get it. What's going on here? Your heart's not there. And God specifically said, you will serve God with all your heart. Now, he mentioned your mind and he mentioned your soul. You do know the soul is that which communicates between people, right? Okay. He didn't say, serve me with all your ears or all your eyes. He said, with all your heart, soul, and mind. Your, your mind is your thoughts, your, your intellect. God said, okay, what you've learned, serve me with that. But that's not what he mentioned first. Your soul, that which communicates with other people and is eternal. God didn't mention that first. God mentioned your heart. The heart is where your emotions are. The heart is where your memories are. Your heart is where feelings are. So when you sing, you sing not just by note. You ever heard somebody just sing by exact perfect note without any emotion or feeling in it? You know something? I can tell the difference. I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I said, I can tell the difference between somebody who works real hard at playing the piano but does not have a God-given gift. Now, this may sound foreign to you. You have no idea what I'm talking about. And then I can tell you those who have a gift, and they also work hard at it. There's a huge difference. If, if, if you've ever been around either one of those and you thought about it, you can pick out the difference without even being critical. It's, it's not that you prefer one over the other. It's just a fact. God has given a gift to somebody. You ever been around a gifted teacher? There are some people that have learned to teach, and they're pretty good at it. But a gifted teacher, one who is, by the way, teaching is a gift from God. A real teacher is a gift from God. Here, turn around and look at me. It's a gift from God. And the same thing with what we do here. God said, you're doing this right. Appreciate that. You're doing what you're told, and you ought to. Thank you for following my commands. It means the world to me. But what about the heart? Where, where's your heart in that? Folks, you listen to me carefully. You can be in the middle of the greatest church in the world, which I think you are. And you feel like you don't belong. Not because you're not doing your duty. Not because you're doing what you're told. Not because you're not doing what's commanded, taught. Your heart's not there. I would feel very bad if that were me. That in the middle of all of this frivolity and joy and clapping and laughter and little kids running back and forth and more babies being born and, and all this wonderful stuff that's going on. What's the problem, preacher? Your heart's not there. Now, Kent, let me just let you in on something, then I'll let you go. That in itself should have made you shout. Michael! One of the best ways to get your heart engaged the Bible teaches, right? Where your treasure is. It's out there on that sign. Your heart will be where your investments are. You don't get involved, talent, treasure, ability. You don't you don't give anything more than just I did what I was supposed to. 
you will never be fully engaged with what goes on here. You really want to be fully connected with what's going on? Stop skipping. Stop just doing what you have to to get by. The more you give yourself and invest, the more it becomes yours. You will love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind. In another place it says in strength. So when I come here, even though I'm getting a lot older, I look around at myself, I'm so pleased. Honestly, at times, more now than I used to, I feel like the daddy. You look around and think to yourself, I won that big prize. Boy, they were just about gone, and God helped me to recover them. And you look around at your family, your church family. That little girl over there. And soon she was able to come right back to church. Took her place. Put that little baby in the nursery. She may not have wanted to, but she did it. It's a little hard to hold a baby and play the piano. She's tried it with Jordan. It doesn't work. <laughs> what about the heart? What about the heart? Are your emotions and feelings involved? Or just out of intellect? I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm supposed to do. Well, that's what God said. Well, at least I'm not doing it. Okay, intellect, let's go. With all your soul, you're a communicator. You know how to talk with people, make connections. Great for you. You can do that on a job. Why did God mention the heart first? Because that's paramount. That is an absolute that has to take place. You cannot fool that. You cannot put on in a church like this, heart not being involved. It will show eventually. Everybody's rejoicing, and what do you do? You're, you're sidetracked. You stare. There's no rejoicing in it for you. But I promise you, if you had as much invested as Brother Usher does, over 25 years now, if you had as much invested as some of these people that have been here 15, 20, 25 years and more, Mrs. Mullins back there. Mrs. Mullins won't take any grief from anybody, especially when it comes to my wife. I'm just not sure about Well, she'll turn on a dime, buddy. I'll tell you. Yeah, she carries a stiletto and a 357. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't mess around. Hey, and so what happens is, I just found that. We got that. Do you understand she has been here now for 30, 34 years? 34 years. You're not going to do that unless you're thoroughly giving yourself to something and said, that's my place, ready, ready, and I love being there. Mrs. Moore, same way. Now, see, some of you, you've been here 10, 15. Abigail, how long have you been here? Kenny? Where's Kenny? Skinny Kenny, get in here. How long have you been here? Kenny was how old? 15. Abigail was 11. Now, as soon as I start mentioning names, you never mention me. But you got a good heart, right? Okay. Be careful that your flesh 
does not rise up and get the best of you. So when you think you go home and you and your wife sit down and your kids, you get everybody all snug in their bed and visions of sugar plums and all the other kind of stuff. I just want you to sit back and say to yourself, wasn't that nice tonight? Wasn't that, wasn't that pleasant? Didn't we have a good time? Did you see the kids? Did you hear them joking and laughing? All the folks were shaking hands. Wasn't that nice? Do you know this church, I, I don't, I, I can't explain. Honestly, I can't. We have more men in this church than women. And you're looking around, you're starting to count, aren't you? You say, one, two, three, or three, that's not true. Here's what happened. Also, we have people that are like 45 and down instead of a lot of older people. Okay? Q-tips, right? That's so unusual. Normally, a church is ran by more women than men. You know why? Because that's all they can get. And it's normally older people than younger people. You are in a different type of a church. I recognize that. I like to see, I do not feel out of place with all the young adults around here and their children. I just don't. I feel very good about that. You listen to me, listen to me. The way you handle things spiritually when the next person has to be called will decide your children's future. You stick to your guns and get your way, you'll tear this place apart. So I just want you to remember this night and I just stood back here and I thought, I almost started grinning. I just looked around, shake my head. This is nice. And I watch all of you talking back and forth, enjoying one another's company. You know what that's called? Church. God, in, God intended it to be like a family. Not, not like some of our families, but a, like a real good family. We enjoy being together. We enjoy having a good time together. We enjoy working together. If we have to, we'll suffer, but we'll do that together too. You can't do that without a heart being involved. So I ask you tonight, where's your heart? Now, I would like to think right now, I watch some of our young people here. Sometimes they're not really unsure what to do. I mean, you have to admit, there are not too many preachers around acting the way I do. Thank you for not amening. <laughs> Michael, behave yourself. You know something? I really don't care. I will take this. What we do by giving out. Somebody else said, what other churches do this? I can tell you where I got it from. It was from Longview a long time ago, about 25 years ago. I saw First Baptist do it for a while, but they've got such a crowd. If they did this, they'd never get anything done. It'd be like Christmas every service over there. And I thought to myself, that's nice. When we first started, sometimes for weeks, nothing would happen. And then at night, we'd go, oh, that's my husband. Oh, that's my kid. That's my friend. I don't know who started all that stuff, but whatever. <laughs> Jessica. Um, and so, but isn't it nice? And now your children actually look forward to coming. Yeah, well, they're coming for gifts. Well, when you're little, what do you come for? What do you come for? We're not going to change our doctrine because they start growing up. But why they're here right now, let them enjoy what they're learning. I cannot believe Micah 
that stuff. Now, he may deserve, but Jessica, come on. <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Do you understand the joy that we have? By the way, I don't know if you know this. The thing with the fork and the tail, does everybody already know this? I was watching him one day, and I said, you okay? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to go home or not. I said, why? Mateo broke our TV. What? He broke your TV. You ready? He threw a fork at it. Ready? Hold on. A plastic fork. Did it with a plastic fork? Man, you you got a superstar in your hand. It's a baseball player in the making. Ready? He got mad. Oh. Get upstairs. We're going to have a talk. But here he is. He loves telling people. Well, until I just ratted on him. Now he's going to go home. So his daddy said, just wonder what I'm going to do when I go home. Well, Mom says, I've already spanked him, so we've taken care of that. Because when you get home, you'll probably kill him, and we don't want that. <coughs> Isn't it hard to believe how some of you have been here such a short amount of time and changed so much? Bryson's looking pretty sharp, isn't he? But top your head's on everything. Now, look at the, look the way he's dressed. Matthias, you're doing okay. You got, you got past all that scrub, and look at you. Yeah, how about that? Oh, not that Matthias. This one down here. Yeah. However, we have, where'd he go? Oh, back there in the uh, I, we don't talk section. The reason we're calling him John is because he doesn't look like your brother and your son anymore. Preacher, what are you going to do about that? I laugh at him, make fun of him. Some of this stuff is not as serious. We're not changing anything. But sometimes, hey, sometimes people just need a chance to learn and grow. I love being I enjoyed Brother Usher's story. I would have missed that had I not been here. Go home, just take a moment. When it's quiet, maybe everybody's in bed and you get up early and everybody else, that moment would be the wife. Mike, you're a marksman with your comment now. And I just want you to stop and think. I think that was good last night. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Not because I'm letting you out early. If that's all you remember, I can fix that. <laughs> but I hope you have a good Christmas. I could tell you I don't believe Jesus was born on Christmas Day. I don't believe the nativity scene. I could, I could tell you all of that, and I would be right. And if you think it is right, you'd be wrong. But you've been wrong about other stuff. <coughs> but I'm glad to have you here with us. Man, I just bought a nativity scene. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not biblical. There's nothing biblical about it. But 
glad you're here tonight. Tonight alone, you've been a blessing in my heart. Just by watching you, you've encouraged me. You never even said a word, but you encouraged me tremendously. Thank you very much. If nobody got anything out of it, I did. And I hope that you did too. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. To be saved would be too wonderful to think about. Who would have ever thought you put us in a place like this? I'm in America. I'm in Ohio. I'm in Anchor Baptist Church. I'm among people. I could have all the friends that I choose to have. Look at this place. Everything we fought for and had to go through and all the temptations and the trials and the heartaches and the losses. Look at us. We're still moving forward with a great spirit. Dear God, I hope everybody in here just determines this coming year. I'm giving my heart everything I do. I'm putting my heart into it because this is the place Jesus gave us. And it means the world to me. Thank you for these dear people. Watch over them in their homes. Watch over their children, their marriages. Keep them together. Bring us back together. We love you. Thank you for this night. In Jesus' name.